Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes blow Hey, down. everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week, it's your boy again, Papa Scotch, and I'm continuing with my series. I'm talking about... Consoles, platforms, games that kind of made me the gamer I am, uh, for better or for worse, but that's just how it is. So, this week, uh, well, previously I talked about NES, I talked about arcade, as in, you know, arcade machines and all those games. I talked about the Sega Genesis and the games that influenced me there. But this week, we're, you know, we're going chronologically, we're going to the next system, and that is the PlayStation 1. One. Now, I should also note, before I had a PlayStation 1, technically, I did have a Sega Saturn, but I don't count it. I don't count it because I had, like, two games for it. It was essentially someone who had who had a Sega Saturn, didn't care about it, left it at my house, and I played, like, a couple games on it. And I still have it to this day, and you know what? It still works, so God bless it. But I never got, like, I never put any significant gaming time into my Sega Saturn. Not that... It's a bad system, or I didn't like it, or I hated it. It just didn't jive with me. I I, I've, I didn't really elaborate on this too terribly much last time, but there were parts in my life, times in my life, where I just didn't really, like, I took breaks from gaming. Like, there's other stuff going on, or I got into something else, or I was, I don't know, playing outside, doing other shit, and I just, there were, you know, sections, months long, years long, where I just wasn't into gaming, and uh, that kind of precluded my PlayStation 1 days, and that also was when the Saturn hit me and I wasn't into it. But then the PlayStation 1 came along, and oh boy. So I was kind of like done with games. I wasn't done done, but I, I found other interests, and I ended up going to a sleepover at the rich kid's house. I don't know if you guys have been through this, but uh, the rich kid is the kid in the small town that gets everything they want from their parents, and you're like, oh my god, their life must be awesome. It's probably not, but... Point I'm getting at is they had a PlayStation One. I remember we uh, we were having a sleepover. There's like five of us total, four of us, five of us. I'm sure their parents were not thrilled about any of this, but <laughs> we went to the local video store. I remember we rented a couple horror movies. I don't remember what the horror movies were, but I do remember that we also rented Resident Evil. And the rich kid said, "Oh, guys, I rented this game before. It's fucking awesome. We, you guys, got to see it." So we're like, all right, whatever. You know, the rest of the group didn't have PlayStation 1. It had just come out, probably. There were only a handful of games. The fucking big, ugly boxes were there, which the big cardboard boxes for PlayStation 1, which were the original boxes. I forget. I think they call them just long boxes now. I forget what the collectors call them. But the point I'm getting at is we rented Resident Evil. We came back, and then it, the Resident Evil is a one-player game. I, I don't even remember playing it that night, but I remember... Uh, the rich kid played it, and we all watched, and it was it changed my life. Like this is someone who basically before this had played like Sonic or the NHL games or baseball games on the Sega. To see Resident Evil in a 3D environment blew my goddamn mind, blew it apart, and it was a like it changed me. Like it changed everything. I I looked at the world differently. After I saw what the PlayStation 1 could do. Uh, we also played like a couple other games. He had like Ridge Racer and NFL Game Day. Like these are like, I don't remember if it's Ridge Racer. Don't quote me on that. But there was a racing game. 
that came out when the PlayStation 1 came out and everyone had it because there were only a couple games for a while. But Resident Evil is the one that stuck. I also do remember borrowing uh, Nintendo games from that guy. I remember Tommy Toon Adventures, which I still have, and Battletoads. Don't tell anybody. So... <laughs> Uh, what happened after that? So I wanted a PlayStation 1. There's nothing more than I wanted in my life in that moment than a PlayStation 1. And I went to my parents and they said, hey, you know, uh, great. We don't have hundreds of dollars just to spend on a whim that, uh, you know, like, what are we getting out of this? I know you want it and, you know, you'll get it eventually, but you gotta wait for Christmas or your birthday, bud. Like, this is insane. So instead of that, I started uh, downloading PC games and playing some of those. I, I don't remember what PC games I played, but I do remember at some point Resident Evil came out for PC and I played it a lot on the PC until I got my PlayStation 1. I'm not sure if those dates line up. I do remember playing a lot of Resident Evil 1 on PC, but I don't remember if I was like retreading it or if I was just, you know, buying time until the PlayStation 1 came out. But Resident Evil is the game, the series, the thing that changed me. The OG Resident Evil 1. So... Eventually, as time went on, I got my PlayStation 1. I don't... I, I think it might have been for Christmas. Uh, the sad story to that PlayStation was that I tried to mod it and it broke. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So then I bought another one. And then that one I did success... I mean, I, I didn't illegally mod it, obviously. Um, but if someone had... They went to a local electrician to see if they could do the instructions to do it. They ended up doing it. It was successful. And in theory, uh, that worked great. But to bypass that, so I um, I do remember using the uh, the method where you could get the... There, was, there used to be an I.O. port in the back of the original PlayStation 1s, and I think the second and third gens, they didn't get rid of it for a while. But there was like an I.O. port where you could plug in the Game Shark, basically the Game Genie version, and I remember plugging, or no, I don't remember this. This is just made up because no one. This is illegal, obviously, but it's possible that someone somewhere, you know, got one of these Game Shark, or like they they got a a thing you could buy on eBay that you'd plug in there. You connect a spring to where the uh, the disc, like where there's like a I don't know how to explain it. There's like a plastic pin that comes down that goes into a hole, and that's the thing that tells the PlayStation One that the lid is closed. Right. So you could get a spring that kind of acted as a tension thing that would make your PlayStation think the lid was closed, but it wasn't. It was wide open. And then you could swap out games. That's all I'm told. I've never done any of that, obviously, because that's illegal. Point I'm getting at is that uh, back to PlayStation. So that was a seminal moment. I remember playing a shitload of PlayStation. Uh, and, and this, after I played Resident Evil, I remember Resident Evil 2 coming out, and I remember this moment because my parents were having some kind of get-together. I don't know if it was like a dinner party, or it was like my sister's graduation party, or I don't remember what the party was, but I remember Resident Evil 2 had come out. I got my hands on a copy. I don't remember if I rented it and and or bought it, but I got it. I got my hands on it. And uh, there was this party going on at my house. So I told my friends, I'm like, hey, you guys want to come over? You know, we, we, we hung out in my parents' basement. You guys could sneak. It was like a finished basement. It wasn't like a dank-ass, gross, dirt floor basement. It was finished. There was carpet. And uh, a 32-inch tube TV. Not bragging, but there was. And uh, so we, I, I got my hands on Resident Evil 2. I remember, 
uh, getting it that afternoon, like helping my parents get ready for the party. And by that, I mean, they barked orders at me to do stuff. And then uh, I remember specifically that I started playing it. This was probably like four in the afternoon. And then my friends would come over like one by one. They were bored. They were hanging out. It was like a Saturday. And uh, they'd be like, what are you doing? Like, I'm playing uh, Resident Evil 2. And they're like, oh, cool. So they'd sit and they'd be like, usually when you're playing with your friends, at that age especially, I don't remember the specific year. I could probably look it up, which I'm going to do right now. Okay, so Resident Evil 2 came out January 21st, 1998. So this was definitely in 1998, and I want to say it was the summer of 1998. Because the, the games back then, um, the internet was around, but it didn't have the kind of like video game reporting it has today, where... You know, you there a piece of real news drops, one site breaks it, and every other aggregate site writes about the article to share it. Uh, it. It wasn't like that back then. You either had magazines that would come out, and you would read the magazines of what's coming out. So it was, it was very possible that um, Resident Evil 2 came out. I didn't even know it was coming out, and I just saw it on the shelf at the video store. So I believe it was a summer... Uh, they say the game came out January 21st, 1998. I don't remember, like, waiting in line for this game. I don't remember any of that. I mean, I was a kid at that point, but I was, like, in high school and had seen R-rated movies, so it wasn't that crazy. But I remember getting my hands on it, right? And I remember as the night went on at this party or whatever my parents were throwing upstairs, they were in their own little world. My friends were downstairs. And as the night went on, more and more people showed up. I mean, it wasn't odd for people to just show up at my parents' house while we were hanging out. And... uh you know, just fucking chill and watch movies. And this time, everyone came in like, what is going on? We're like, I'm playing Resident Evil 2. Like, oh, okay. And by the end of the night, I'd put like six hours into it while everyone was just sitting there watching it. And I I definitely remember being like, do you guys want to play? And they're like, no, no, no. Do you got, do you guys want to like put in another movie or something? They're like, no, 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 just keep playing. Just keep going. Go. This is fine. This is fine. And I remember getting like halfway through the game that night. I don't, I know I didn't finish it, but I got very far and everyone just was enthralled by this game, Resident Evil 2. So after that night, after eventually I ended up beating the game, I remember going through and beating it then with Claire. I remember beating it, the A and B scenarios. I played the fuck out of that game. So when Resident Evil 3 came out in uh, September 22nd, 1999, so it was about a year and a half later. Well, a year and eight months. And I remember just playing the fuck out of it. I remember a couple of my friends by then had PlayStations and we would just borrow it and send it around. Uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident, Re Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, it's why I still have a soft spot for that series. It was because it was one of, it was like the series that got me back into gaming. It was the series that I saw and realized what was possible with this generation. And you gotta think, too, I do remember, I'm just gonna go on a quick aside, but I remember reading those video game magazines, because remember, they were the primary reporting source. They were like, news groups was out there, Usenet, um, websites with forums were out there, but it was all people talking. You couldn't take any of this at face value. So you had no idea if this was real news or people were making shit up. All You just had magazines. That's all you had. That's it. So I remember reading in a magazine this was a couple years later this is when the playstation 2 was being teased so they said that uh there were more pixels in a madden player's foot on the playstation 2 than there were in the entire player on playstation 1 which blew my mind i still remember that like why I, 
but that blew my mind. And but the PlayStation One was the first time I saw the technology going in a way where I'm like, this is becoming real. Like this is going to be real life at some point. Now we're still not there exactly, but games have evolved quite a bit in the last twenty some years. Now because I loved Resident Evil and everything that had to do with it, I started to branch out into survival horror type games. Now, I do remember at some point I got bored with these, but I this is why I brought up and one of our first games was Dino Crisis, because I remember playing the fuck out of that game. I remember playing Dino Crisis 2 for sure. Uh, it was really interesting because when I, when I would go back and do the research that we did for Resident Evil 1 and 2, uh, especially since I played the Resident Evil 2 remake, like I remembered so much about that. Like I had forgotten it over the years, but when I saw it again, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I didn't have that for either of the Dino Crisis games, which was interesting. But those those were great. Uh, also, at this point, I don't remember playing much NHL. I think there were definitely some of the games I dabbled with, but I kind of had a falling out from hockey at this point because I really, really wanted to play hockey. And the only place where I could play uh, especially after the Money Ducks movie came out. Like, I really wanted to play. The only place I could play was the nearest city, which was Allentown, which was about 20 mile, eh, 15, 20 miles away. But my parents said, absolutely not. We're not driving you to Allentown every day. It's not happening. So I never got to play hockey as a kid. Um, so, I mean, I don't blame them for it. Me as a parent, I might not. I, I would do it now because I'm really into hockey and because I now live in a different place where driving 20 minutes is fucking nothing. So... I, I don't hold it against them, though. It's a big commitment. Uh, I, I understand how they're like, well, basketball's here, so just play basketball in town, and you can walk there, uh, rather than having to drive me there and pay for all my hockey gear, which back then was much cheaper than it is now, but it's still nothing to sneeze at. And we do, we weren't rich, so I get not taking me to hockey, and I hold no ill will towards my parents for that. But I don't know what my life could have been like if I did. Probably not that much different, right? I actually started playing hockey years later, like in my 30s. But that's that's a story for another day. We're talking about the PlayStation 1. And with the PlayStation 1, not much chill. A couple releases here and there, which I enjoyed. But mostly what I really played was a lot of triple play baseball. I remember throwing no-hitter after no-hitter after no-hitter. I don't remember if I cheated with the sliders like I would in future games. But definitely playing the fuck out of triple play baseball. So much. Just so much of it. Uh, I remember playing some of the Madden games as well and enjoying those, as well as the NCAA football games. Those were fun. Uh, I was never, like, I grew up a college football fan. My grandmother was a big fan of Notre Dame, and it kind of moved to our family, and I, I really rooted for Notre Dame at the time, um, pretty much until I got to high school and I kind of stopped caring about college football, and then I ended up going to a college that was a rival of Notre Dame, so I didn't care about Notre Dame at all anymore. My parents still loved them when they came to games at my university when they were playing Notre Dame they would wear Notre Dame gear like not the university their child went to they'd wear Notre Dame gear and root for Notre Dame which is a move that's a power that's a parent power parent power move I guess I don't know but that's neither here nor there so what else did I play I'm trying to remember some of the games that were very influential those are the big ones those are the real huge influential games I do remember I don't know if it was Dr. Scientist or Chump Slap. I don't think it was. I think it was their younger brother who had given me Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. And I remember that being a big deal because there were no loading screens at all. 
So you could just play through the game fluidly. I, I mean, I'm sure there were like loading times, like they hid them well, but I remember playing the fuck out of that game and really enjoy it. Cause there was nothing like that, that I had played on the PlayStation one. I'd mostly stuck to, um, shooters. I mostly stuck to the resident evil type games, the survival horror type games and sports games. Uh, which explains like my, like where my point of view is coming from now. You're starting to see it a little bit, right? In the games I pick, uh, I pick a lot of shooters. I pick a lot of games that I think look interesting or are in that maybe not necessarily shooter, but horror, survival horror. Um, you don't see me pick platformers. You don't see me pick RPGs. I just don't. I don't really. I don't have a rich history of playing them. I do remember briefly playing Parasite Eve. Because it was by the same studio that made Resident Evil. And I remember being excited for it, but it was turn-based. And I just couldn't do it, man. I believe I talked about this in previous episodes. But I've, I, when I was originally loving Sega and those that version, or it started with Nintendo and then it went to Sega. Like, you look at Nintendo, you look at, I'll just use hockey because that's my best point of reference. NHL hockey. Remember NHL hockey for NES? It might have just been called ice hockey, I think. But it's those, like... Your basic choices, you have three dudes per side. You can either do the skinny one who's very fast, the mid-range dude who's, you know, pretty good all around, two-way forward, then the fat dude who could just, like, check people but was super slow. And then you had the goalie, and you kind of controlled the goalie. It was a mess. And then I remember playing, you know, NHLPA Hockey 93, which I talked about last week, and it was amazing and such an amazing technological leap forward, and every iteration of NHL on Sega got more and more towards realism. That's just a paraphrase because I'm getting the point I'm getting at is that Resident Evil was like real time shooting, and then I'd get to games that were turn based, and it'd be like you stop, you think about what you want to do, you go through your inventory, you select the gun, you select whatever else, a grenade or a magic spell or some other bullshit, and then you'd press the button, you would just quickly execute them, and then they would tell you how much damage you did, and then it was the bad guy's turn to attack you. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not happening in real time. This is like a step back for video gaming. Now, that's what I thought at the time. So please don't start fucking roasting me for this. Um, I've come to appreciate it. I still, it's not a style of gameplay, an RPG, and turn-based. I don't care for it. Um, but I I got nothing but love for it. If you love it, play it. Who gives a fuck what I think? So, I mean, that's just where I was with uh, Parasite Eve. I couldn't get into it. Uh, but, I mean, there were so many PS1 games because I'm not saying I did this, but I had a bunch of people in my life who would get the mod shit for PlayStation 1 or that IO thing that Cheeto was telling you about, and then they would start uh, not downloading games because that was still pretty far off, but you'd go rent it and then find the kid in the neighborhood that had a CD burner, burn it pretty easily, and then you'd just have it forever, and you'd have a copy, and then if your friends wanted it, you could probably just burn another copy for them. I don't know anyone who did that, obviously, because that's illegal, but... I did remember, completely unrelated, playing a lot of games that I never would have got the chance to play. And it became an issue where there was maybe, possibly, I don't know, I could see how that would be possible that a bunch of kids who all were sharing and, and ripping games and giving them to each other, I could see how that would get to a point where uh, whatever the people are playing in that circle and, and got a chance to play and said was good, you'd end up playing. So I remember playing... It's not the small soldiers game. What was the game with the army men for PlayStation 1? It might have been just called Army Men. I'll search real quick. There it is. It's Army Men, Sarge's Heroes. I remember playing that game and having a fuckload of fun with that. 
Uh, apparently, they made a shitload of these army men. Air Attack, Air Attack 2, uh, World War. Damn. This, there's a lot of these. Sarge's Heroes 2, Army Men 3D. They made a lot of the army men games. They were basically just shooters with regular-ass green army men. And sometimes you'd be in, like, uh, like a bedroom, like where a kid would set up a set and you'd be thrown down there. I remember that being a whole lot of fun. It's weird what comes back to you when you start, like, talking through stuff. But, yeah, a lot of army men. Uh, sports games? I, I do remember playing... Oh, uh, I remember SSX. Anybody. SX... SX... Eh, ooh. SSX. They were snowboarding games. Right? Uh, so there was a lot of that going on as long... Uh, especially... Oh my god, how did I even forget this? The amount of time we spent on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. We talked about it when the, the new version, the new update, whatever, got released. And... Uh, the time we spent in high school playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, getting all the characters 100%, 100%ing all of it, getting all the unlockables, doing every possible thing, mowing down tricks. Like, it was just, holy shit. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Still could probably name you all the skaters that are in the game. I uh, So much time. So much time spent on that. That was definitely a formidable one. That's when we got into our skating phase. And uh, a lot of us had skateboards. I was never good. I could barely ever ollie. I could never grind anything. I was too afraid of falling, which is very odd. Because when I played baseball, I was never afraid of getting hit. Like, kids shy away from the ball. I was like, fuck it. And then I'd play first base, and a scoop would hit me in the net, the nuts or in the leg or the face. And I'm like, ah, it sucks. All right. So I don't know why I was so afraid of falling on a skateboard. But that's not here nor there. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. A lot of it went down in that basement hangout area with my friends. A lot of great memories of that. But we would like to hear what your memories are of the PlayStation 1 generation. Now, you can also you can also come out and say, maybe you love Sega Saturn. Tell us what you loved about Sega Saturn. Tell us via email, plottytime at gmail.com. You can also get to us faster on the socials, at plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. We're not as good at responding to those. I got to work on that. But uh, you want to buy some shit? Plottytime.com, buddy. Get out there. Uh, it takes you to our eBay storefront. It's pretty dope. You can buy stuff there. And if you want to also go to YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. I'm trying to make this like shilling thing at the end a little faster. But uh, either way, get out there, play some games. Don't trust Dr. Scientist. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.